Welcome to Get Connected. Each week on the podcast, we read aloud stories from National Seniors Australia's weekly email, Connect. This podcast is for people who have a preference to hear stories read out loud rather than reading them from a screen. My name is Jim Cantwell. For our first story, we look at getting a good night's sleep. Are you worried sick about waking up at 3am? Researchers say there is nothing to worry about. Blame it on the electric light. Circadian neuroscientist Professor Russell Foster says that the commercialization of electric light since the 1950s has allowed us to declare war upon the night and think that we can do what we want at whatever time. He argues that in doing so we have thrown away an essential part of our biology. He says advertisements showing people exercising and jogging in the middle of the night have got it very wrong. They encourage viewers to pursue their health and wellness goals on their schedules, despite the overwhelming objective scientific evidence that this can be extremely harmful. This insight about our arrogant 24-7 society underpins Foster's new book, Lifetime, published by Penguin. The book contains information on what scientists have discovered about sleep and biological circadian rhythms. It is designed to help us make informed and evidence-based decisions about improving our sleep and circadian health to improve our lives. The Good Night's Sleep, The Eight Hours Myth The practical take-home messages of this book are that there is no one-size-fits-all in terms of sleep. It is not helpful to think that everyone should be aiming for eight hours of sleep a night, for example, or even that the Holy Grail is to sleep right through the night without waking up. The sleep you need is linked to your genetics and environment and can change throughout your life. There is advice about the best times for various health interventions. Stroke medications such as aspirin should be taken before you go to sleep rather than in the morning because aspirin turns off the stickiness of platelets which are made at night. A flu vaccine is better given in the morning because the immune system is upregulated during the daytime. It also explains the scientific evidence for improving your sleep, such as not drinking caffeinated drinks after lunchtime, not eating a large meal, or discussing difficult issues immediately before bedtime. Foster says waking up in the middle of the night is a natural form of sleep. When people accept that, they get the best sleep they've ever had. It is natural for people to have two periods of sleep a night. It is natural for people to have two periods of sleep at night, with reference to it from antiquity to the mid-19th century. Until electric light and strict factory schedules interfered, it was common to sleep in two shifts, slumbering until somewhere around midnight, then waking naturally for a couple of hours. Seniors and those toilet visits. Our circadian, or sleeping rhythms, drop as we age, Foster explains. The drive for sleep and wake is not so pronounced. The hormonal regulation of our urine production, which tells our bodies to reduce lots in the day and little at night, weakens too. So you may wake up needing to wee. Here's some tips. Reduce toilet trips by moving around more before bed. Foster says age plus sedentary habits can lead to generating as much as a litre of urine when you lie down to sleep because of reintegrating the fluid that is accumulated in your ankles and feet. Do not be worried and get outside early. Foster says morning light is very good at setting the clock and therefore the sleep-wake timing. If you wake up after your first sleep, keep the lights low and place some soporific music. Do not check the news or emails, but reading from a Kindle is fine. 
If the sight of the early hours alarms you, cover the dial of your clock. Importantly, you need to enhance your ability to fall back to sleep. Most of all, do not worry about waking up. It may not be in Foster's book, but the writer of this article swears by switching on the radio when the brain won't switch off after waking up. The gentle, inoffensive tone of late-night radio refocuses the brain or distracts it from its own thoughts, allowing you to get back to sleep. Now we follow up with a story we recorded last week. Put safety first when sharing a home. Sharing a house has many benefits, but you should consider your comfort and security before deciding to take the plunge. House sharing used to be almost exclusively associated with students and other young people who've left home for the first time and can't afford a place of their own. But with the current crisis in housing affordability and availability, it's becoming more common for senior Australians to share a home. It could be shared it could be a shared owned home, a rental property, or a householder who takes in a lodger, a scenario that National Seniors Australia has endorsed under the proviso that government lift the taxation penalties for doing so. If you are considering entering into this kind of arrangement, then you must think carefully about who you might have as a housemate or lodger and how it would all work. Living with somebody can be a cure for loneliness and may even make you feel safer, but with the wrong person or the wrong expectations, it can be a recipe for trouble. In particular, you should consider the possibility of elder abuse and take steps to protect yourself. Even if things go smoothly at first, living under the same roof requires ongoing communication and compromise. This can be the case with a person who was a stranger before they moved in, but even people you've known for a long time, including family members, can behave differently when you are living at close quarters. Finding the right person before entering into an arrangement, you should think carefully about your personal comfort and safety. Police services offer advice on safety in and around your home. This includes, don't let anyone you don't know or trust into your home. Never leave valuables in clear view inside your home. Be careful when sharing personal information, such as your phone number or bank details. Report suspicious behaviour in your neighbourhood to police. Getting involved with the Neighbourhood Watch Scheme and knowing about safe places, including neighbours and local businesses. There are online agencies and websites that match up people, either homeowners looking for a lodger or people who want to share a rental. Some services require applicants to have a current police check or blue card, which offer a level of protection. However, at the end of the day, the onus is on you to find the right person for you to share with. A good way to do this is to conduct an interview with the candidates. Questions you may choose to ask include, if applicable, what do you do for work? Why did you leave your last place? What time do you get up? What's your daily schedule? Do you have specific religious beliefs or cultural requirements? Do you have a partner or are there other people who may visit regularly? The aim here is to discover something about the person's habits to see if you are compatible. The questions may also tease out some potential antisocial behaviour that could cause problems down the track. A falling out can occur over a seemingly trivial matter and it might turn bitter. To avoid that, it will help to agree on some house rules before the other person moves in. For example, how the exchange of money will work. A regular bank transfer is better than dealing with cash because it leaves a record of when payments were made. 
Write up a tenancy agreement that includes a record of who owns what, especially expensive items such as electronics, furniture and white goods. Does the lodger have exclusive access to their own room or set of rooms, perhaps their own bathroom or kitchen? If there is only one bathroom, then you may need a schedule as to who uses it and when. Will you be preparing meals for the other person? If so, you may need to have a good talk about their expectations and to what will be cooked and what they will eat. Once you've locked in a new housemate, make sure you share responsibility for keeping the home safe and secure. You should be on the same page about locking doors and windows, cleanliness and hygiene, retaining harmonious relationships in the neighbourhood and dealing with any potential emergencies. For our third story, we look at is artificial intelligence taking over the world? Everything you need to know about ChatGPT, the AI tool that is making waves. For our third story, we're looking at is artificial intelligence taking over the world? Everything you need to know about ChatGPT, the AI tool that's making waves. We have read it is going to ruin education as we know it, make humans redundant, threaten millions of jobs, and refashion art and creativity. It's the latest tech sensation developed by a San Francisco-based company called OpenAI. But what exactly is ChatGPT? So we got a laptop computer, opened the ChatGPT app, and asked it, in simple terms, what is ChatGPT? It replied, ChatGPT is an advanced AI language model developed by OpenAI that is specifically designed for conversational purposes. It can understand and generate text in a human-like manner, answering questions, providing information, generating creative writing, and more. It works by using machine learning algorithms to analyze and understand patterns in vast amounts of text data and can then generate new text based on that understanding. The goal of ChatGPT is to enable more natural and human-like interactions between people and AI. ChatGPT can talk about a wide range of topics, generate song lyrics, and suggest edits to computer programming code. It learns to mimic the grammar and structure of human writing and reflects frequently used phrases. However, the chatbot is not always accurate. Its sources are not fact-checked and it relies on human feedback to improve its accuracy. For our next experiment, we typed into ChatGPT, write a poem praising older Australians. We didn't expect much, but in about five seconds, here is what it produced. A poem praising older Australians. Older Australians, a treasure trove of knowledge, their lives filled with stories and wisdom that college can't teach, with memories that go back so far, of days when life was simple, yet still full of heart. Their laughter is warm, their spirit is bright, and the twinkle in their eyes can light up any night. Their love of their country shines through and through, and their kindness and grace are simply true. Their hard work and determination are inspiration. Their journey through life a cause for admiration. From building a nation to raising a family, their contributions to society immeasurable truly. So here it is to the older Australians, this we say. We celebrate you and your wisdom every day. You're the backbone of our nation, a source of pride. And we're grateful for all that you bring to our side. So why all the fuss? 
Why has ChatGPT hit the headlines, even though it was released just a few months ago? Well, because people are using it in the millions, and they are getting replies that can be human-like, wise and witty, but also problematic or just plain wrong. Users are having a lot of fun working out what ChatGPT and similar programs can do. How are people using ChatGPT? According to the Washington Post, it is being used to write songs, movie and TV scripts, computer programming language, social media, and potentially plagiarize school and university essays. Watch out, journalists! The Washington Post writer said that when he asked the chatbot to write a headline for his article, it returned three suggestions. GPT-3 chatbot revolutionizes the way we communicate with AI. Meet the GPT-3 chatbot, the smartest AI on the planet. GPT-3 chatbot leaves humans in the dust with its advanced conversational abilities. Hmm, that last option is a bit of a worry, especially if you've seen the Matrix movies. Even more so if you read it together with this disarming ChatGPT self-analysis when asked how it was feeling. As a machine learning model, I do not have feelings. I am designed to process and generate text based on the inputs I receive. Can we be sure about that? Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you found value in the news stories presented, more information about National Seniors Australia can be found on our website at www.nationalseniors.com.au. There you can find more news stories like these along with information about our advocacy work for older Australians and the value of becoming a National Seniors Australia member. We'll be back next week with another Get Connected podcast. Until then, take care. Mm-hmm.